0: Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, where each week Jonathan and his co-host interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing. Jonathan, take it away.
1: Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is episode 609. We've got our old guest. He is a regular on the WP Tonic Roundtable show, a friend of the show, a personal friend. We've got Chris Badgett back on the show. So, Chris. Would you like to quickly give us a 20-second intro to the new listeners and viewers? Sure. I'm Chris from Lifter LMS, and we help WordPress professionals build better online learning environments. That's great. They've got a new update, Lifter LMS 5.0. They've got some other new services and technologies, and uh, we could probably have a chat about um, how Chris sees WordPress, the latest developments with Gutenberg, his own company's position when it comes to Elementor and the other Page Builders. It's going to be a great conversation. I also got my co-host, Stephen. Stephen, would you like to quickly introduce yourself? Yeah, it's good to be back. My name is
2: Stephen from Zipfish.io. Uh, we make WordPress fast by optimizing the code that runs WordPress and the code
1: that runs on the server.
2: Yeah, last week was a
1: great interview, wasn't it, Stephen, with uh, Rand, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, before we go into the main part of the interview, I want to mention one of our great major sponsors. Um, that's Castus. Um, if you're looking to get into podcasting yourself or you've got clients that are looking to get into podcasting. You will need somewhere to host your audio files, produce the RSS feed, and a host of other minor things that you need doing. You can do all this yourself, but it's great to have a centralised place. Um, Castos is just fantastic. I moved to them a couple of months ago from a previous platform, What I love about it is the simplicity, but the power of the interface that they have built. They're WordPress people. Um, Matt Medeus is the head of the marketing and customer support. Um, They're just a great company with a great leadership team. So I suggest that you're looking to get into podcasting for yourself or you've got clients You'd go over to them have a look at what they've got to offer and sign up for one of their packages and if you do do that please can you tell them that you heard about them on the WP Tonic show that really helps the show so <clears throat> let's go into the main part of the interview yep. so Chris um, Difter 5.0 what, what are the main features and improvements in the major update Chris well, one of the main players
3: in a learning management system is the learner, and learners are different. You know, they're um, each person that uses an LMS to, or membership site, or course, whatever you want to call it, to learn something, or be coached, or get access to content. Um, they have different data around who that person is, and basically. What makes an LMS more advanced than a, just a membership site is, has a lot to do with the M and the word LMS, which is for management. In order to manage a learning experience, you need to have a lot of data around things like progression tracking, um, you know, grades, uh, you know, how much of a video somebody's watched and stuff like that. These are all features that uh, LMS, like Lifter LMS brings in. And what we found is people kept asking us, they wanted to be able to more customize the information that they could collect and display about students. Um, And not everybody, when you think about registering on a website, you have, you know, often like an email address, first name, last name, choose your password, maybe a a shipping address, your phone number. But, But, With WordPress especially being so customizable, people really want the flexibility to design the uh, options around user information. So what 5.0 is, is is it, it allows people to, using the WordPress block editor, structure the three main forms, which most people just think about the checkout form or the enrollment form, but there's actually other user forms like the edit account page and open registration. But people can customize this enrollment flow as much as they want to from a data perspective. The text you see on the screen, um, the order of fields, the, the requiring and hiding. Basically, what we did is if you've ever used Gravity Forms or Formidable or WP Forms and Ninja Forms and they've you've used their user registration, uh, add-on, which is like a form builder for user fields. We just built all that right into lift your mess with 5.0. Uh, not only can you create these forms and collect this data though, we also built a short code system based on the feedback from our community where people could take this data and display it um, in other places like on Certificates, emails, even on pages of the website, achievement badges, text messages, all this is this new shortcode system just makes it easy for a non developer to just display dynamic user information wherever they like. And then one more thing, just in concert with 5.0 is uh, going back to the customizability that people want for uh, managing this enrollment. They also wanted the ability to build unique forms for like different courses, different memberships, you know, maybe there's an access plan, like a pricing option for that's more expensive for coaching and you want to collect a lot more information. Basically we had the ability to do custom forms and custom fields, meaning that the problem that we ran into is people would want, well, I need to print my continuing education students license number on the certificate. Well, we didn't have a feature for that, but now we do with our custom fields. When they enroll, they enter their license number, and then they have a short code that they can choose to put that information on the certificate. So 5.0 is more of a it's, – it's a little more technical of a release. It's a little more geeky, but it's, it's, uh, it adds a lot of power for um, dynamic personalization or just really just the collection and display of any user data you would like.
1: Yeah, before I throw it over to Stephen, I, I'm getting the impression that this, this particular version is aimed at the power user stroke developer type. Would, would you agree with that, what I've just said? I,
3: I think it's actually aimed at both. Like I'm thinking of Angela Brown, who's yes. who's a regular user of ours who teaches um, cleaning, uh, people starting cleaning businesses, how to basically grow that kind of business and she really wanted a company name she just she wanted a company name field and uh, we had a technical documentation on how to create your custom fields with code she wasn't having any of that so she's super happy but um, also a power user could get really advanced with this kind of stuff
1: I was uh, I'm I mean actually um, both a power yeah, yeah. user and a developer I wasn't um, I didn't word that that well so it's that's really, out, it's honest.
3: really for both, and um, uh, it's kind of like CRMs and tagging. Though you could get yourself into trouble here in the sense that you need to have a strategy around, like make sure you're collecting the data that you need, and if you're going to start reusing these fields all over the place in different areas, you got to have a strategy around how to how to
1: do it. So. Just one, got one quick follow through question um, about the form builder. Did you? Was there a lot of internal discussion between you and your, Tom, and your other key members of your team? Because there are some very powerful third-party uh, form plugins. You know, Gravity Forms has just recently upgraded. You've got Fluent Forms, and you've got about half a dozen others. So the, the why did you think you needed to increase the, the form functionality the inbuilt form ability when you got some very powerful external plug-in systems that deal with forms? Um,
3: well, we also have integrations with those form systems. So you can still use a Gravity form or a Ninja form to, inside of a lesson and require it to be completed and so on. But what we found is that people, people um, really want an all-in-one solution. And in our marketing, yeah, we we do talk about all in one, but the reality is, is you still need some extra things here and there. Like I know we're fans of WP Fusion here, as an example, it's a great tool. We're not going to build WP Fusion, Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, people people just wanted a native solution. Like user data information is pretty fundamental to LMS, so it's almost expected that. People, um, you know, really want it here. And also, we did something. Even Gravity Forms, the new version, is awesome. And it looks great and it works really well. But it's not built on top of Gutenberg. We built the our form system directly on top of the native Gutenberg. Well, um, this, this was, was this really is, pushing the boundaries here, yeah. and uh, it's really innovative what he's been able to do with the the new block, or it's not new anymore, but the block editor.
1: Yeah, well, that opens a whole group of other questions, but I'm going to throw it over to Stephen there. One quick question about um, the form system that you've guys
2: created. Do you To pull information out of that form, like if you're trying to get a company name and then you want to display it somewhere on your website, is that what the short code, you said you increased like the short code stuff that, like is, you're using short codes to do that? Yes. Okay, cool. So like, you can create that custom entry, that just custom form, and then create that short code. And you can put wherever you want to display that data, however you want, wherever on the site, essentially.
3: Yeah, like for example, here's another example. Even like on the top of the user dashboard, it could say something like, hi, Steven from Zipfish. What do you want to learn today? Like you can create that kind of yeah. personalized experience here. And your certificate of completion would... would We've always had, like, the name and the 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 completion date and all that, but you can just get kind of fancy with certificates and whatnot. Yeah.
2: That's cool. Was it a hard decision to decide to support Gutenberg? I feel like uh, everybody's at this, like, place where it's like, okay, do I keep building my... Like, you could have built your own custom form solution, right? You could have not put it inside of Gutenberg. You could have had some sort of admin panel where you drag and drop your forms. And it's just that, like, it's just a form thing for forms. It has nothing to do with Gutenberg. Um, and then, you know, integrate it with short codes into Gutenberg, however you want to do it. Um, was it a hard decision to build your form system inside of Gutenberg? Or
3: was that a very obvious choice for you guys? It wasn't easy, but it was the obvious choice. And let me explain. I mean, we, we had the ability before to, to basically on a settings panel, You could like uh, hide or um, uh, require certain form fields of the default ones that just came with Lifter. But it was not in any way a WYSIWYG, what you see is what you get experience. Like the block editor is more like you're looking at as you build a form, it looks exactly like the form that your users are going to complete. It may not be... completely styled inside your theme or whatever, but it's you can you can really see what you are creating. So from a user experience, instead of some lifter Mess settings panel like tucked away somewhere um, with some check boxes and radio buttons, you could actually, you know, if you're comfortable with making content with blocks, you could, you could move, readjust, retitle these, these form blocks. And if you look at something like um, if I just look across the Lifter LMS community, um, I hear more and more talk about the WordPress block editor, Gutenberg, less talk about the page builders. Um, so like going with WordPress, the way the core is going, I think is just a smart decision, especially because the WordPress, WordPress itself is so big and so many people are working on it instead of building like a parallel system with just our small team, why don't we just hook on to this wagon? And I mean, that's really what the open source kind of bizarre community thing, the cathedral and the bazaar that whole thing, that's what it's yeah. like kind of all about. And who knows what innovation is going to come down the line from WordPress core or other block systems that are going to make just by default our forums even more powerful. So... Don't fight the, uh, like, I I, I don't like to fight the the core. And as an example, we built our course building, which our course builder, which is like a block builder thing before Gutenberg came out. So we have, we have a, um, you know, like a parallel system, one screen, like course builder thing. Um, You know, one day it'd be nice to put that all inside of Gutenberg. So you can do it. Separately as well, it's not necessarily um, make for a bad experience. It's just more of a long-term strategy thing.
1: Yeah, we yeah we need to go for our break actually. Um, so we're going for our break, folks. And when we come back, we'll be continuing this great discussion with Chris Badgett, the joint founder of Lifter LMS. Be back in a few moments.
0: Launch flows turns your WooCommerce website
1: into a selling machine.
0: We make it easy to create gorgeous sales funnels, no friction checkouts, order bumps, upsells, downsells, and much more. Gain full control over your buyer's journey from the top of your WooCommerce sales funnel all the way to the bottom. Best of all, you can use your favorite page builder, such as Elementor, Divi, Beaver Builder, Gutenberg, or one of the high converting templates we've included inside. Get rid of the clunky WooCommerce shop pages and checkout process in favor of an optimized buyer flow that instantly increases conversions and makes you more money. LaunchFlows provides one-click order bumps that increase the total value of every sale with a 10 to 30% conversion rate. This is perfect for anyone offering complimentary products, training, or extended warranties. With unlimited upsells and downsells, your buyer's journey doesn't need to end at the checkout. Instead, we make it easy to display a series of additional offers as part of the original transaction. This is perfect for one-time offers, related products, mastermind class offers, high-ticket software sales, or subscription supplements. Not an expert? Don't worry, we've got the training and the consultation you need. WP Launchify will teach you how to get the most out of LaunchFlows with personal consultation on WordPress, WooCommerce, marketing automation, and much more. If you want to earn more money with your WooCommerce online business, you owe it to
1: yourself to try LaunchFlows today. We're coming back. We've got Chris, the friend of the show, back. It's always great to chat with Chris. He's a very knowledgeable about business and the WordPress ecosystem in general. Um, Before we continue our interview, I just want to talk about one of our sponsors, a new sponsor. That's Peach Pay. Now, if you're looking to set up, if you've got a WooCommerce website for yourself or for a client and you're looking for a quick, easy way of improving the checkout Um, mythology or experience Peach Pay really offers a quick way of doing it. Um, It's a free plugin. Um, Go over to Peach Pay. It's peachpay.app There's all links on the WP Tonic website. Have a look at it. it. I think you're going to be impressed for yourself or if you're working with clients, like I say, go and have a look at it. It really does improve the WooCommerce checkout experience. So, Chris, um, how, you know, you've you got increasing with the 5.0, you got increased functionality that's inbuilt with Gutenberg, but we are dealing with a very, at the present moment, none of us know how this is going to all turn out. We've got a very fragmented situation. We've got Alamater, Beaver Builder, We've got all the Divi people. We've got other page builders like Oxygen gaining traction. And we've even got a couple of new players that I noticed that our fellow panellists, Spencer, has been talking to. Um, So especially Alamater and Divi, they're the two major I want to focus on. How are your... Going to deal with their requirements, or is, is this leading to the point where they will be able to use Lifter LMA Lifter, but it's going to be at a reduced functionality level?
3: It's really uh there's nobody the way we design software, we never exclude anybody. So, for example, on the Lifter LMS Academy site, which is built with Beaver Builder. We updated to 5.0, uh, and our migration ran in the background. And then the forms—you even if the rest of your site is built in Elementor, the forms you just manage from the Gutenberg. Sort of like how on a page by or page or post basis, you can choose whether or not to use a page builder or a Gutenberg there. So forms are really not really a battleground for. Um, you know, page builder versus Gutenberg it's more for this form and all this user data and display stuff is really more functionality. So it shouldn't really matter that if a power elementary user or Divi user just when they're modifying their checkout form or their enrollment form, they just pop open the forms they open in Gutenberg. And then they can they can modify it. And the cool thing is, You know, we released this custom fields add-on on on Monday this week of this recording. And uh, within 24 hours, um, Jack from WP Fusion built an integration with WP Fusion so that the custom fields that happen through your registration on your WordPress LMS site automatically sync with the custom fields in your CRM, which is really powerful. And so, and, and we've seen this where other, uh, this is the, the beauty of the WordPress ecosystem. Like Gabriel Gallagher over at Tangible uh, created a tool called Lifter Elements, which allows Elementor users to style all the Lifter LMS components using Elementor and do the templates and everything. So I think we're going to be just fine. Um, this, this, user, this user stuff is so like just kind of base layer functional. It's not really a a conflict with the, the page builders.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, over to you, Stephen. I would love to know,
2: like, as you, like, look at your user base, and I'm sure, like, you saw a big growth, like, during the pandemic, or at least I saw a big growth of people, like, doing online courses and moving in that direction. Um, yeah. Is that continuing? Has it slowed down at all? Or are people still like ramping up? Like this, if if you are somebody who's an educator today, like there's almost, in my mind, it feels like there's an expectation that you have an online course presence all of a sudden just over the last you know year and a half. Um, do you feel like that's true? And are you seeing like numbers keep increasing or
3: is it kind of falling off now that people can do more in-person type stuff? The numbers are continuing to climb. Um, I think the main way I look at it is right as the pandemic started for about three to four months, there was an extreme um, mania where um, I like we, like a year from that period, we did have a little bit higher churn rate. Like there was just a lot of like kind of chaos and mania mm-hmm. and, and panic. And uh, but at the same time, you know, our business grew quite a bit just from that push of people going online. And it's one of the reasons why I recommend putting a phone number on your website. I was on calls, like just listening to people like totally pivoting their company to online, new to WordPress, need a solution, walking them through what to do. And uh, yeah, there was definitely an increase there, but as we're kind of rounding the corner from all that time period, I just see nothing but just steady growth. But that that mania is not there like it was. But I do think there was a... Um, it did bring forward like more customers sooner. It, it basically accelerated the adoption of online learning. And um, I don't think it's going to be like a full snapback. Uh, I think it's actually just been a, a driver of growth. And what we've seen in WordPress specifically... A lot of the bigger schools and whatnot... Now, we do have some universities and regular schools using Lifter, but most of the Lifter user base, are it's bottom-up adoption. So they're innovative, expert entrepreneurs. They're teachers that are more techie and already have like a blog and are leveraging WordPress and stuff like this. These people aren't going to stop. And uh, I also just think the comfort level people have with the the technology has just increased as more and more people forced at home have, um, just kind of up-leveled their, their skills with online and websites and zoom and really video creation, all cameras, microphones, all the tools that we use in as education entrepreneurs, building LMS websites. So yes, continued growth from here.
1: That's cool. So, um, No, most of uh, my listener base are developer, implementers, WordPress junkies, people that are really interested in WordPress. Uh, No, if they've got clients coming to them that are looking to have them help them build out uh, a membership um, course-based website, and it's more than one just simple course, they need a learning management system, why should they look at, what do you think are some of the real core strengths why an implementer developer should look at Lyft or LMS compared to some of the competitors in the WordPress space, Chris?
3: Well, there's two levels to this question. The first level is, is like, why WordPress? And I know that's not what you were asking. But the... Um, you know, the LMS industry is huge. There's like 500 or so LMSs out there. It's it's crowded. It's kind of insane, really. Most of them are traditional SaaS solutions. They have metered pricing, meaning that more students, the more courses, the more your bill goes up. Um, and you're boxed in, and you don't have design freedom, and you can't extend it beyond their feature set. For all those reasons, a large... Or, or I shouldn't say a large... Well, I'm
1: sorry to interrupt, but also another key thing yeah. is you, you haven't got access to a platform that's driving over 40% of the website and the enormous ego system that's built around that. Exactly.
3: Yeah, so once you've discovered WordPress, there's not that many options for uh, LMS. And the first thing really is... Uh, before you get into the LMSs, some people I have like what I call a membership site first mentality. And only later, if they've got into this membership plugin, do they realize that they actually what they actually needed was an LMS. So Lifter has all the membership functionality you need already included and built in, but it adds all this other stuff like progression tracking, reporting, analytics. Um all the, uh, you know, structuring of the content into courses and memberships and prerequisites and all this stuff. So um, at, at Lifter, we, what makes us, uh, you know, really shine in the space, and I have a lot of respect for the other uh, LMS tools and entrepreneurs behind them out there. There's, there's a few things that really make us different. One is our level of support. Like there's a live call that I've run every week, once a week with our top customers. Jonathan, you've been on that some. Um, that's an example. I don't know of another company that does that. We have these live liftoff session calls for new well, customers.
1: I, I think the my, the other factor is that you're a well-established company with deep roots in the WordPress ecosystem, both you and Tom. Yeah. And you um, also are available and go on a, my own round table show, but you go on a lot of other things, and your commitment and your company's commitment to be part of the ecosystem is quite clear. I, I you know, obviously there's a lot of learning management kind of plugins, you know, from companies I have never heard of, but the way I see it, there's probably about three to four serious WordPress focused players in NMS you Know your major competitors, Learn Dash. You know, Justin and his wife. I, I'm not as close to them as I am with you, but I um I totally respect Justin and his wife, and it's a great product. And um, that's that's how the cookie crumbles. I wouldn't say a bad thing about Learn Dash, and we're totally happy at WP Tonic to use that as well. But there's a couple others, but fundamentally, I see there's only about four players that serious. So yeah, and it's a
3: big, it's a really big market. And if you
1: want, if you want to talk,
3: uh, we've got a Facebook group. If you go in there, we've got threads of people who have used both, and they 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 compare lifter to learn dash. And there's conversations in there you can check out.
1: They're both quality products with um, their own strengths and weaknesses. You know, um, by being strong in one area, that can mean that your focus has been on the other. So when somebody comes to me and says, you know, should I le- use lifter LMS or should I learn, learn Dash? I said, well, I need to know a lot more about you, what you plan to do. And uh, I said that decision is really linked to a lot of detail. So that's how I face it. But that's how I I see it. So in that space of, of, let's say, four serious players, do you think your one your minor major strengths is, at which 5.0 has uh, accelerated, is that it, you have the benefits of still being able to use the power of the WordPress ecosystem, but you have got now a very integrated product as well. Would you say that's one of the biggest strengths now of Lifter? That is, like all the um,
3: the components and make up of a course can be arranged using the block editor, and we have settings and stuff around that. Um, you know, we we have a free version so that people can get started super easy. A lot of people say we're expensive, but really, yeah. I, what I would encourage somebody to do is to get the free version of Lift LMS one payment gateway, and uh, compare that to the to the other options there, both from a feature set and a price point. Well, that I yeah. find
1: I find I find that irritating. You must find it even more irritating because the truth is, lifter LMS is the cheapest way. Of using yeah. because um, like I say, you could just use one, buy an add-on for ninety nine dollars, and off you go, don't you? Yes, and then a lot of our
3: really top end add-ons are not even available features in the other tools. So it's um, it's I know Stephen will smile when I say this. Uh, the way we look at it is, we take care of like both ends of the spectrum, and the middle takes care of itself. So if you're a low cost bootstrapper and you just need low cost get started, powerful, affordable, you're good. If you're a power user and you want to build like these advanced like coaching programs and advanced assessments and and uh, your own social learning thing all into the site, we got you covered there. That costs that costs more. So um, we're both the cheapest, but also in some ways the most expensive, but most powerful as well. So, but not everybody needs the Lambo. So.
1: Yep. Well, we're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show. Hopefully um, you can stay on for some bonus content. Can't you, Chris? Let's do it. Um, we're going to be, I'm going to be talking about more the business side of Lifter LMS with Chris about, you know, he's got various things, him and his partner have to, look at when running lifter lms in the wordpress ego system i'm just gonna um, ask him some questions about that because being a being in that ego system have its benefits but also has its makes in some ways the situation a little bit more complicated than having just a pure SaaS based business um so chris how can people find out more about you and what you're up to well if you like podcasts check out our podcast
3: which is called lms cast and if you're interested in learning about lifter lms just head on over to lifter lms.com
1: when you when are you gonna have me or back on on your show chris i'll send you an invite link right after this right. call thank you chris <laughs> uh um steven uh, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Go
2: over zipfish.io, run a speed test, see
1: how much faster we can make your website. Uh, and if you really want to support the show, I've got two small favours to ask you, listeners and viewers. Um, can you go to iTunes and give us a review? Um, it really does help the show. And secondly, why don't you go and join the WP Tonic? facebook group um all the panel members are joining and i'm trying to build a real community there it's about wordpress with a focus around marketing automation, and membership websites so go over that and join it the links to the to the group are in the show notes. So you can just go there and click the button and it will take you and you can join the group. We'll see you next week, next week, next next week, uh, with another great guest, another great conversation. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic
0: Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.